Last time I was here in Fremont, it was about nine months ago before we launched the Tiffin campus, and uh, this place was packed. And now, nine months later, I don't know exactly what's going on over here at this campus, but uh, it's, uh, it's looking a little bleak in here. Leadership would probably blame that on the virus, but I don't know about all that. But uh, no, we're glad that you're with us this morning, glad that you're joining us. Hopefully you're in your, your family rooms with your family all gathered around watching uh, the service, doing church together. Or maybe it's just you and you're sitting there alone with your, still in your robe watching with your cats, okay? That's cool too. Whatever the case may be, we're glad that you're with us this morning. Last week... Uh, we started a brand new series called Not Afraid. And uh, the one thing that I've learned the past three weeks since this whole pandemic thing has started is that uh, fear is like the real deal, right? People are fearful of things, right? People are dealing with fear a lot right now. I mean, think about it. Some of the things that you thought you would always be able to get, all of a sudden you don't have anymore, right? Sports, gone, Right? Some of your income, it's gone. Maybe your job, is, is, it's not there anymore. The fact that you always be able to send your kids to school every day, not there. All right? Or maybe you go to the store and that thing that you, that you thought you could always get, all of a sudden it's not there anymore. The shelves are empty. Uh, the, um, last week I was at Walmart and uh, Kate, she actually gave me a list of, uh, of like grocery items that I need to get. I don't do that very often. And so I, I went to Walmart and I could only get like half the things on the list. I mean, it was crazy. I'd never seen anything like it. The shelves were bare. And uh, actually, one of the things that were on the list was, was Miracle Whip. And that wasn't necessarily for her. That's for me. You've got to have Miracle Whip if you're going to have a good sandwich. Right? You can have a bad sandwich. You don't have Miracle Whip. But if you're going to have a good one, you've got to have it. And so I, I went to that section. I went there, and I was looking for Miracle Whip. And it was gone. All right, never seen anything like it before, and, uh, and I totally understand if you're going and you're, you know, grabbing all the, the bread, the milk, the eggs, you know, the meat, all that kind of stuff, but, but Miracle Whip, come on, people, like, save some for the rest of us. You're killing me. Don't be hoarding the Miracle Whip. I actually, um, I actually did find some, and uh, it was in a different section of the store, and usually when you find, like, especially if it's a food item, like somewhere where it's not supposed to be, like a completely different shelf in a completely different section of the store. Usually you let that sit, all right, but I didn't. I bought it because desperate times call for desperate measures. And so I did get one little jar, probably the last jar that Walmart had. But, uh, but think about it. Why do we do this? Uh, why are we out there? Why, why are we like trying to grab more things than, than we usually do? Why are we hoarding stuff? Why are we buying everything off the shelves? Well, it's because of fear. All right, fear's real. We're dealing with with fear, all of us are dealing with fear. And the one thing that I know is that with fear always comes worry and anxiety. Right? It's part of it. They're together. Right? Fear is accompanied by worry and anxiety. And Jesus, he actually talked about worry and anxiety um, when he was doing his public ministry on earth. And uh, when Jesus goes after fear, worry, and anxiety, he does it in a way that's really uncomfortable. Right? It's uncomfortable for us because he doesn't beat around the bush. He doesn't say, oh, I got it. I'll just take all your problems away. He doesn't do that. Right? It's like he puts his arm around us and he grabs us and he says, hey, we're going to go walk through this together. All right? That's what Jesus uh, does with us. And a lot of times I feel like when we walk through that situation or circumstances in our life that, uh, that, that we're fearing or that we have worry, that we have anxiety about, I feel like a lot of times once we get to the other side, we can look back and it's like, oh, yeah, I guess that wasn't that big of a deal. 
Or, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't so bad. Or, oh, maybe I, I guess I didn't need to be that worried or I didn't have, need to have anxiety about that, about that thing. If you have kids, you totally understand what I'm talking about. Um, I have three kids. My oldest is Toby, and he is four years old. And a couple of months ago, uh, we were, it was in the middle of the night, and he just starts screaming, like at the top of his lungs. I thought someone was getting murdered in there, so I was like, what the heck is going on? So I ran in there, and Toby is sitting up on his bed, and uh, I'm like, Toby, what's wrong? Like, what's, what's the deal? What's going on here? And he's like, and he's crying. I'm trying to figure out what he's trying to say. And he's like, there are snakes in my bed. And I'm like, whoa, snakes. All right, I'm out of here. And I ran out of the room. No, I didn't do that, right? As his father, I'm like, okay, yeah, there's, there's no snakes in your bed. And so I go up and he's on a top bunk and I climb up there and I'm like opening up the, the blankets and I'm showing him inside. He's looking in there. I'm like, see, there's patting everything down. I'm like, there's nothing. There is no snake in here. But he's legitimately worried about it, right? He has anxiety that there are snakes in his bed. And sometimes I feel like God looks at us about the things that we're worried about. And sometimes I think he's like, why are you worried about that? That's that's not even real. That's not even going to happen. Probably the majority of the things that we are worried about, that we have anxiety about, are things that that aren't going to happen in our life. All right, so, well, if this happens or, or if this happens, then this might happen. I don't want that. It's not even, it's not even real. It's not even reality. Jesus, he, uh, he, he talked about this one day. And, and when Jesus was out and about and he was doing his public ministry, um, people, you know, crowded around him. Crowds would just gather. Everybody wanted to see who this Jesus guy was. Um, word was getting out that there's this guy healing people. And so they wanted to see what he was going to do next. And they wanted to see what he was going to say next. And uh, one day Jesus, he's out there and he's in the countryside. And this, these crowds are just gathering all around. Everybody's, everybody wants to hear what this Jesus guy has to say. And Jesus, the Bible tells us, he climbs up on top of this hill. He sits down in the grass. And he just begins to talk to him. He just begins to teach him. And this is a little bit of what he had to say. He says, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life. He's saying, hey, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about those things that you worry about. All right, notice real quick, this is not a, it's not a suggestion. Okay, he's not saying, hey, you know, if life's going good, you don't really have to worry. You don't really have to worry about any of that. He's not saying, hey, if, if you can, don't have anxiety about this or that or whatever's going on in your life or don't, don't worry about things. He's not saying that. He's saying, hey, don't worry about your life. It's a command for us. Right, he goes on. He says, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body or what you will wear. See, what he's doing is he's addressing the things that this crowd 2,000 years ago that they were worried about. Okay, they didn't necessarily know. I mean, it's different than it is today. They didn't necessarily know what they were going to eat or what they were going to drink or, um, or next. You know, they were worried about their body. They were worried about getting sick or getting some disease because back then they didn't have hospitals like we have today. And so this was a big deal to them. By the way, we are still really worried about this today. I mean, this is something that we worry about, whether we're going to get sick. Right, we haven't changed that much. Back then they worried about their clothes. Clothes didn't have very many pairs of clothes, maybe just a couple, and, and clothes were expensive and clothes wore out. It was a big deal to them. And so Jesus is saying, he's saying, hey, don't worry about those things in your life that you worry about. All right? And what he's doing is he is dialing us into how fear and anxiety work in our life. 
He's saying, hey, you need to be careful about what kind of value you place on things. Right? You need to be careful about the worth that you place on, and maybe not just things, but even relationships or circumstances in your life. You need to be careful because the more value and worth you give specific things, the more fear, worry, and anxiety will reign around those things. See, if you hold too tightly to the things that, that, uh, you're not, that you shouldn't hold too tightly to, fear, worry, and anxiety will be a part of it because you don't want to lose that. He's trying to get us to understand. If, if uh, Jesus were specifically talking to us today, he would say, hey, don't worry about the virus. Okay? That's, I mean, he talks about don't worry about your body. He says, don't worry about the virus. Don't worry about whether you're going to get sick. Don't worry about retirement. Don't worry about your 401K. Don't worry about whether or not your job will be there tomorrow. Right? Don't worry about your income. Don't worry about your kids. Don't worry about being single for now. Don't worry about your business deal. Don't worry about your politics. Right? Don't worry about your life. Now, what is Jesus saying? Is he saying that those things aren't important? No. He's recognizing the importance of those things. I mean, that's why he talks about food, water, clothing, your body. He's going to like the most important things in your life. And he's saying, hey, those are the things I don't want you to worry about. See, his point is all those things are important. And there is uncertainty related to each and every one of those things. We totally understand. And, and a lot of those things aren't going to work out the way that we want them to. But we still don't have to worry about it. See, you still don't got to worry about it. See, uh, the, um, this past week I've been trying to figure out uh, what I was going to talk about. Uh, today um, and uh, trying to try, working on that and one thing that I was uh, like a little bit worried was that well there's nobody in here okay it's a big empty room there's only a couple mostly everybody's staff people and uh, and talking to a thousand people not a big deal but talking to like three cameras kind of freaks me out a little bit I don't know why that is that's stupid I know um, but uh, but that's just how it is and so on Friday we did a run through right here and uh, and it was terrible Right? And like looking at the cameras, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's just hard. And, uh, and, and so yesterday I came here to church and I'm working on it uh, for most of the day and trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And I was up here on this stage just really, I guess, just a few hours ago. And I'm realizing, I'm like, I'm worrying about talking about worry. Probably not good. Right? And then I just left because I'm like, eh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, see, there's a way to face uncertainty tomorrow, but not worry about it today. And that's Jesus' point. Jesus next, he poses a question to the crowd and he's to us this morning. He's saying, hey, isn't life more than food in the body, more than clothing? Isn't life more than those things that you worry about? Isn't life more than that? What he's trying to do, he's trying to pull us out of our hyper-focused thinking. Isn't life more than about your 401k? Or isn't life more than, uh, than, than all those things that, that we, we think about? Oh, no, they're in the hospital again. Oh, no, the coronavirus is here. It's in our, it's in our county or it's in, it's in our town. Oh, no, what about my job? I don't know if I'm going to have it tomorrow. Or, or I lost my job. Or I don't know what I'm going to do with all my bills because I don't have any income. Or I couldn't find what I needed at the store. So I grabbed all the Miracle Whip. Right? He's, saying, he's saying those things in our life that we focus on, he's saying don't worry about those things. He's saying pull out for a second. Right? Like, look at the big picture. Look at the, get like a bird's eye view for a second. Isn't life more than your clothes? 
Isn't life more than your job? Isn't life more than money? Isn't life more than school or sending your kids to school? Isn't life more than keeping your kids, kids safe, really? See, part of the problem for us is that we all, including my, myself, is that we all have wants. I mean, we all have these things in our, in our life that we want, and, and wants are important, okay? Like, wants matter, matter to us, and, and a lot of times, uh, the things that we want in our life, they begin to take over our life, and, uh, and, and it begins to really dominate our, our thoughts, dominate our thought life. And when this happens, what we're doing is, we're, in reality, we're taking our focus off of God, which is where it should be always, 100% of the time, and we start focusing on all these little things that are scattered throughout our life. And when we're doing that, we're not trusting God to provide for us. We're not trusting God to take care of us. And this is what Jesus is trying to get at here. He actually adds a twist uh, to the story, which Jesus did so often when he was talking to people. He says, consider the birds of the sky. Consider the birds. I ain't got time to consider. I don't got time to think about the birds. Like, I need a job. Like, I need income. I got things going wrong. This whole coronavirus thing is messing up my entire life. I need a, you know, I, I need help in my marriage, whatever it could possibly be. Hold on for a second. He goes on. He says, consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather in the barns yet. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. He's like, God takes care of the birds. Think about the birds, all right? They don't have a 401k. They don't go to work every day. All right, they, they don't protect their kids from every tiny little thing that could possibly hurt them. They do the exact opposite. All right, they build their nest as high as they can up in the tree, and when it's time, they kick their kids out. Birds don't have a schedule. They don't have a plan. They just go with the flow, or they're just going off instinct. And, and contrast us to the birds, right? What are we out there doing? We're out there, like, trying, trying hard putting all our effort into achieving these things, these wants in our life. Right, he says, consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Then the next part, he says, aren't you worth more than they? Aren't you worth more than they? Now think about birds for a second, just in, just in general. Um, birds are everywhere, okay? You can probably look outside your window right now and... Uh, See birds, okay? They're all over the place. Birds aren't worth much. That's why when we see a bird, like, on the side of the road, we don't run up to it and say, oh, no, it's a bird. Oh, no. 911, hey, we got a, we got a dead bird here. And we don't do that. I don't freak out when we see a dead bird. Why? Because birds, nah, it's not worth that much. Now, I totally understand that some of you are bird people, and you're all about the birds, and you love birds, and you watch birds, and you catch birds, and you, you, and you just love, love birds, you feed birds, all that stuff. Um, and I know and some of you guys are a little crazy. The, uh, the guy who actually lived in our house before us, um, he was one of these people, all about the birds, and he actually used one of our bedrooms uh, as a like, bird cage, okay? Not saying that he had a bunch of birds with cages. He had the room and the birds just flew around. Okay, that's where they lived. All right, kind of crazy. Some of you bird people are crazy. All right, but that's not what he's talking about here. All right, think about the situation. What's Jesus doing? He's sitting there on top of this hill in the grass. He's talking to all these people that are sitting in front of him. He's just like, look at the, 
Like, do this, guys. Hey, consider the birds. There's a bird, a couple birds over there. I don't know what that bird's doing. Think about the birds. Who takes care of them? God does. God takes care of the birds. Birds, they just fly around, eat, have babies, and die. That's their life. Nobody thinks about them much. But God takes care of them. But God feeds them. And then he asks, don't you think you're more valuable to God than the birds? Don't you think God cares for you more than the birds? All right, now, I know maybe you're sitting there on the couch and you're like, I don't know if I have enough theological training to answer that question. I don't know if I know the Bible good enough to answer the question. The question is, yeah, God values you. Right now, if you're with your family or with anybody or maybe it's just you and your cats, that's cool too, whatever floats your boat. But turn to someone and just say, hey, I'm better than a bird. All right, I might not be better than you, but I know I'm better than a bird. You know what I'm talking about. See, God, God values us. God cares for us. And by the way, by the way, God is the one who places the value on us. I mean, he looks down at us and he's like, hey, I value you. Like, you are worth so much to me. And it's God who places value on us. It's God who places worth on us. It's not just like we, we, uh, we are born and then all of a sudden we're saying, hey, look at me. Look how, look how, look how valuable I am. Look at these things I can do. Look at my talents. Look what I'm good at. Look how smart I am. I'm pretty valuable. I'm, I'm worth a lot. It's not the situation. It's not what's going on. All right, God is the one who assigns us worth, and God is the one who assigns us value. All right, he wants us to understand our value to him. In the next verse, Jesus goes on and he asks, can any of you, can anyone add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? Think about that question for a second. I mean, this is God here talking. He's saying, hey, can anyone add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? Like, does worrying help you? All right, does worrying make your life better? Does worrying make your life longer? The answer is no. And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field, how they grow, and they don't labor or spin or thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? See, a lot of times I feel like we look at this and we, we, we hear Jesus, that he, you know, we, we, he's up there on this hill talking to these people and he says, you have little faith. See, I think a lot of times we view him saying this as kind of angrily. I can't believe you don't trust me. But I don't think that's the case. I think what Jesus is doing, he's sitting there and he's looking over this crowd and, and all these people, he's looking at them and he can see, oh man, these people are so loaded down in worry and anxiety and fear. These things that they just won't let go of, that they've, that they've grabbed hold of and they, they refuse to let go. And maybe even he, maybe even he smiles for a second and just says, you have a little faith. Next, he says, 
So don't worry. Saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. And your heavenly father, he knows that you need them. See, Jesus is saying, hey, I get it. Like, I get it. You have needs. I, I, I understand that. See, we understand the difference between wants and needs, right? I feel like this is something that I need to, need to say because I think a lot of times we get wants and needs mixed up. And, uh, and, and some, there's some things in our life that we think we need, but we actually don't. And we, you know, maybe even right now during this coronavirus thing, we're figuring that out where it's like all these things that we thought that we needed, um, we're surviving without them, okay? And so maybe we're realizing, oh, there, maybe I have more wants in my life than I, than I realized. See, a lot of times when we don't get what we want, it like devastates us. Puts us in depression, you know, it just, it just bothers us so much. Or a lot of times we spend so much time worrying about not getting the thing that we want. Or those things that we already have that we've grabbed hold of, we were worried about losing those things. Is it going to work out? Is it going to happen? Is it, maybe not just it's going to happen, but is it going to happen the right way, the way that I want it to happen? So he's saying, one, worrying does nothing to help. And two, he's saying, I know exactly what you need. See, one thing that I like about uh, what Jesus is saying here is he's not shying away from the fact that we're all going to die. All right? Kind of hard to hear. All right, right now we're all about 38 minutes closer uh, to dying than we were at the beginning of the service, every single one of us. And we don't know the day, we don't know the hour, we don't know how it's going to happen or why it's going to happen. But the reality is some of us we're not going to see next year. I'm not saying that the coronavirus is going to come get you. I'm just saying without the virus, okay, pretend like that doesn't even exist. Some of us we're not going to see next year. Life's fragile. Yet Jesus knowing that, Jesus says God is so detailed and careful with the birds and the flowers. How much more value do you think you have to him? See, Jesus, he doesn't leave us hanging, which is so good. He didn't leave the crowd hanging. He doesn't leave us hanging today. He's not saying, hey, you know, don't worry. Now, now you deal with that, and, and I'm telling this is a command, and, and don't do it. It's not good for you. He doesn't do that, right? He actually gives us a cure. He gives, a, he gives, he gives us a way to get out of it. How do we, how do we cure the, the worry and the anxiety and the fear within our life? He says this, but seek first. Notice that word right there, first. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be, will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. He's saying, you want to get over this worry in your life? You want to get over the anxiety that you have going on? He said, how, how do you beat that? How do you remove it from your life? Because it's not super easy, all right? A lot of us, we're in the habit of worrying. It's like a cycle. We just worry, 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 worry. He's saying, well, you got to put God first. He's saying, put God first. All these things that we're holding on to and all these, these different situations that we have our focus on, he's like, instead of focusing on those things, focus on God. 
Don't put them in your top 100 things in your life. Don't put them in your top 25, not your top 10, not your top 5. Don't put them second in your life. He says you need to put God first. And then all these things will be taken care of for you. He's saying before you begin to think about all those things in your life that you worry about, before you even start, before you think about school or your job or your income or maybe the financial trouble that you're in, or before you think about your marriage or protecting your kids from every possible little thing that could possibly happen to them, before you think about that, he says, first, adjust your focus from all these things, from these things that we're holding on to. Adjust your focus from these things and focus it on God. Because everything else is secondary. He's saying, you do that, I'll take, care for, I'll take care of you, I gotcha. Now, that does not mean that God will give us everything that, I, that we want, okay? We understand that. But it does mean that God will give us everything that we need. So it doesn't mean that we get all our wants and we get all these, all our goals accomplished necessarily. And it also doesn't mean that those bad things that are in our life, that, that the, the things that we don't want in our life, the bad things, that they'll just disappear. That he'll go and he'll erase those for us. It's not what he's saying. Actually, Jesus, he, when he was on earth, he, he, he told the disciples, he's like, hey, life is going to get harder. Okay, if you become a Christian, life is going to get more difficult. You still don't got to worry about it. But I don't want you worrying about it. By the way, you want to know where God ranks on your list of priorities? You, know, you want to know, like, how do, how do you self-examine yourself so that you can figure out where, where God ranks in your life? How do you do that? Well, I think you can answer that with another question. What things do you worry about? Because I believe that anything that we worry about or have anxiety about in our life, I think what we're actually doing is we're putting those things above God. We're not putting God first. We're putting those things first and then God. All right, what things do you worry about? What things bother you on the inside? What things do you, what things do you spend time thinking about? Or what things, do you, what things dominate your thought life? See, it might not be the way that you want. But God promises to give us what we need. And, and we got to remember that we don't know what's best for us. All right, we don't. God does. And he's in control. And we're not. But the joy of it is we don't have to worry. We don't have to panic. And we know that, that God, he places on us worth and he gives us value. And he cares for us. And because of that, we don't got to fear. We don't have to worry. We don't have to have anxiety about what are all those things that we're holding on to in our life. And so for you, I don't know where everybody's at. All right? I don't know where you're at in your heart. I don't know where you're at with worry and fear and anxiety and all those things you've got going on uh, within all of us. All right, but I guess I'd challenge you this morning. Maybe all you got to do is maybe take like five minutes out of your day. Take five minutes. Take a step back. Stop being hyper-focused on all these things. Maybe just, maybe just look at the big picture for a second. Like what Jesus is saying. And, and figure out what things in your life that you worry about. Maybe part of it is you're asking, hey, isn't life more than just these things? 
Isn't life more, isn't there more to life than this? And maybe some of those things that you've like held onto, that you've grabbed a hold of, and you are holding tightly onto, maybe you need to go to God and give those things to Him. Give them to Him. Some of you, maybe you don't even have a relationship with God. Maybe that's where you need to start giving your life over to Him, committing yourself to Him, inviting Him into your life. But God loves you. He values you. He gives worth to you. And He wants to provide for you. And He doesn't want you to worry. Let's pray. God, we thank you for all that you've given us, Lord. It's more than what we could ever hope for and more than what we ever deserve. God, we thank you for caring enough about us that we don't have to worry. You got us. Right? That should give us joy. That should make it, give us excitement. That should give us rest. Knowing that we're not in control of all these things. God, all we have to do is we've got to put you first. We've just got to put you as number one in our life. And God, we love you. And we thank you for that. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.